Bell's True Life Academy helps intelligent, ambitious people achieve and accomplish amazing things for the purpose of living the life they've always dreamed of. We will show you how to tap into the gifts that we all have been given. True Life Academy gives you the best possible chance of living a life full of wealth, health, love, and personal power. As a certified coach, mediator, speaker, and trainer, Clarence has the skills needed to guide you to the most amazing life you can imagine for yourself, focusing on your relationships, finances, health, and career. So join the Academy and be awakened to your true life, the life you dream of, the life that fulfills your purpose, yes, the life you were intended to live. True Life Academy starts now. Hello and welcome, everyone. Thank you again for joining Clarence Caldwell's True Life Academy. We are here on March 17th. It's St. Patrick's Day. So I want to wish all of our Irish friends and everyone, actually, a happy St. Patrick's Day. And uh, hopefully you wore your green today. Um, you know, I had thinking about St. Patrick's Day and I wanted to understand it a little better. So just take a little quick detour here and and uh, tell you what I found, uh, because I didn't quite understand St. Patrick's Day. So I like to understand the holidays better than I, I often do. And quite often, uh, a holiday will fall on a Monday when we have this show. So I'll recognize Martin Luther King Day or, or, or President's Day or whatever might come up. Well, today is St. Patrick's Day. It's a Monday. And it turns out that um, uh, St. Patrick's Day started from a, a gentleman named Patrick, who was a, a nobleman. He was born in 400 A.D. But the interesting thing is what he was not Irish. He was he was born in Britain, but he was kidnapped by Irish pirates at the age of 16. And uh, from there, uh, he was born. He was actually born into a religious family, but he was actually an atheist early in his life. But he rediscovered his faith while he was enslaved in Ireland. Uh, so I just thought that was an interesting start. And after many years as a slave, St. Patrick escaped Ireland and found his way home. Uh, but re he returned to Ireland uh, as a missionary. Uh, so um, he said he was ready to die in Ireland in order to make his mission successful. And, you know, he was just committed to, to his faith to that degree. But I just thought it was interesting to have that, uh, that kind of a, a background to uh, what St. Patrick's Day was was really all about and how it was started in terms of the person that is being celebrated uh, as a re it's really a religious holiday. Um, but, you know, for a lot of folks, uh, they tie the green to it, the, the, the shamrock that people wear. I mean, they, were, they used to have gatherings and banquets and and clubs that were celebrating St. Patrick's Day in Boston and Philadelphia. But it's spread. It's spread uh, across uh, the country here as well in the U.S. And um, the first uh, St. Patrick's Day parade was held in 1762. That's how far back this goes. So anyway, little known facts, not that it has anything to do with what we're going to talk about tonight. But I just thought it was interesting. And, and hopefully that that uh, information you found interesting as well. Uh, so tonight we do not have a guest with us. So it's you and I, we're going to have a conversation. Hopefully it's a conversation and we're going to communicate about several things. I'm going to open the phone lines 
throughout the entire show so that if you want to communicate with me, it's not just a monologue, me talking to you and you listening, but you can actually call me, ask me a question, give me your point of view on anything I'm talking about, and uh, share your experience as well in areas that uh, we're going to touch on tonight. That number, if you want to call in, that number is 866-404-6519. That's 866-404-6519. So when we um, leave each other every Monday evening and I leave you with the three things, I'm, I, I want you to think about these things throughout the week, not just when I say them. So hopefully you have been living this past week with these three things in mind, and that is just being grateful, being thankful uh, in all that is happening with you in your life. Now, notice I didn't say be thankful for everything that you have, because that would be conditional. That would mean that when you had certain things, you would be thankful for that. When you didn't have certain things, you wouldn't be thankful for those things. So I say be thankful in everything. That means good and bad. And that's tough to do sometimes. But the gratitude, the spirit of gratitude that is within you uh, really allows you to go through the good and the bad with a, a, a match, a vibrational match that is connected to the abundance of the world. We'll talk a little bit more about vibration uh, later on in the show, but uh, because I know that word kind of scares some folks. Uh, some people are very used to hearing things about our vibrational match, and, and some people are not very clear with that. So I want to clarify that a little bit later as well. The second thing I ask you to do is give. Give when you can. And hopefully you have been giving uh, throughout this past week, giving of your time, of your service. Be a service to someone. Um, and it's not always what you give in material things, but what you give in terms of yourself. And then finally, I always ask you to love first, then choose, because we have a choice in so many things in life. Before you make that choice, consider love as a part of uh, the backdrop to that. Okay, so, um, you know, when you start your day every day, um, we, we go through this process of waking up. And when I say good morning on this show every Monday, I'm talking about waking up who we are. But let's be a little more literal in what happens to us when we're sleeping and we actually wake up in the morning. When we wake up in the morning, we go through this whole system check, I'll call it. We check ourselves out. I mean, we, we do it automatically. We don't really think too much about it, but just think about it for a moment. When you wake up, your eyes slowly open. You may actually hear something first. You might hear the alarm clock or you hear someone else stirring in the room, your, your significant other or, or your wife your, or, or the dog or somebody. And then you kind of key into that. And so you're checking your, your ears work. Okay, yeah, I can hear this morning. And you start checking your other senses, believe it or not. So your eyes slowly open. And okay, yeah, can I see? Yeah, I can see. Now, you don't actually say these things to yourself, but that's what's happening in, in a very rapid motion inside your, your mind, your computer, if you will. It's doing this systems check. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, can I see clearly? Yeah, it's a little foggy, but let yeah, I me mean, wipe the sleep out of my eyes. Yeah, yeah, I can see pretty clearly. All right, do I, 
do I feel anything? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That pain I had yesterday, yeah, that's still there in my knee. Okay. Yep. Yep. So you're feeling, you, you've got your hearing, your sight, your, your sense of feel. You're going through the system check every morning. Um, and, 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 you know, when you, when, you, uh, uh, when you do that, you kind of, you give yourself a thumbs up or a thumbs down that, yeah, I feel okay physically. Now, this happens automatically. And you start to, you, you may even sniff around, what do I smell? Do I smell the bacon being cooked in the, in the kitchen? Or do I smell, you know, the flowers that, that are outside my window? Because the window's open. So all of your senses start activating when you wake up. And you're doing this automatically. Now, I, what I want you to do is as you go through that, is kind of turn that uh, automatic pilot off at this point. If you can find a way in the morning to go through that check, you can't stop that. That's happening. But I want you to, um, the next layer down, that's the physical layer that we've already talked about. We've talked about how we're made up of these different layers. We've talked about being uh, a physical being, a mental being, emotional and spiritual. So the physical piece kind of happens automatically when we wake up and we we see that we're uh, we're alive and we're, we 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 check out our, our systems, our, our hearing, our sight, our smell, our feel. Everything gets checked out. And so that's kind of done on automatic pilot. You know, I worked for a company called Sperry Rand back in, uh, uh, oh, it's been several years now. And my job there was as a technician repairing automatic flight control systems for 737s and 747 aircraft. And these automatic flight control systems were essentially um, a portion of that system was called an autopilot. And that autopilot, when the pilot was taking off and flying the plane, they would get to a certain point where they really wouldn't have to do much. They would flip on the, uh, they would dial in all the coordinates of where they were going and how they were uh, planning to get there, what route they wanted to take. And they would flip on the automatic pilot. And the automatic pilot was smart enough to figure out where they were, where they wanted to go, how the pilot wanted to get there, what route they wanted to take, and the autopilot would take them there. So it was pretty, it was pretty cool working on, the, on, that, uh, on that stuff because it gave me an insight to how um, sometimes we ourselves find ourselves on autopilot. We flip the switch and we just march through our day. Um, we, but I, right now I want you to pay attention to that next layer down. When you wake up in the morning, I want you to pay attention to the mental layer, the physical layer. That's kind of autopilot. You do that without even thinking the next layer down is what your thoughts are. You might think about what today's agenda is. Well, do I have uh, a big meeting to go to today? Um, am I scheduled to take the kids to soccer this morning or to school uh, do I have a, a, a golf tea time that's, that's coming up in the morning or in the afternoon? You think about all your agenda items. And sometimes, just sometimes, you bring yesterday's agenda into today with you. So there may have been an issue you were struggling with yesterday. Uh, maybe, your, maybe your brother-in-law uh, kind of made you mad about something, pissed you off about something. And you wake up and that might be in your mind. You might think about that. So that thought you've dragged into today with you. Now, along with that thought, 
uh, it dives into the next layer, which is the emotional layer. And you start to have feelings about those thoughts. You have start to have feelings about the meeting that you're going to have today. You start to have feelings about uh, what's going on in your mind for that, uh, for that moment and, and for the rest of the day. So when we get back, I'm going to talk to you more about how to manage those feelings because you have a choice on what you feel and what you think. And I'm going to give you some tips on how to, how to make yourself a great day every day. So when we get back, we'll, uh, we'll do just that. Hang in there. I think, yeah, I think you're going to be excited to hear this. Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. Hey kids, do you think you're creative? Do you want to be? Don't have enough time for your arts, crafts, and hobbies? Or do you just need a kick in the pants? Hi, I'm Mark Lipinski, the host of Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski, right here on TogiNet Radio. Come on and join me every Wednesday afternoon for some creative inspiration and two of the fastest, fun-filled hours of your week. Hey, need ideas? How about a little motivation and a lot of inspiration? Join the fun on Creative Mojo with me, Mark Lipinski. I'm here live every Wednesday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific, right here on toginet.com. Now what are you waiting for? the simple piece of the Amish in your own life. Amish Wisdom with Suzanne Woods-Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central. Each week, Suzanne will have conversations with guests about living a life that incorporates principles of the Amish without going Amish. She'll cover the practical, simplicity, slowing down, reducing clutter, putting the brakes on materialism, the historical, how have the Amish survived for 400 years, how can we hold on to what we hold dear, and the spiritual, treasuring important values, honoring the past, and increasing peace of mind. You don't have to become Amish to make personal peace a reality. Amish wisdom will help all of us live a simpler life. For more information, go to SuzanneWoodsFisher.com. With Amish wisdom, Suzanne offers us a glimpse into a world of peace, serenity, and total commitment to family and God. This show just might change the way you live your life. It's Amish wisdom with Suzanne Woods Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. To True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, we had started talking about how we start our day, essentially. And we started on a physical layer. We start by just making sure we're alive. We, we feel that we're here. We hear things. We see things. We smell things. We, we feel our bodies, the, the aches and pains, or, or the fact that we feel real good. And, and we lay in bed sometimes just going through that systems check process. And that's the, kind of done on an autopilot basis. And as, uh, as I was explaining, uh, being a, a, uh, an electric technician, electronics technician, for automatic flight control systems, that happens without much thought. Uh, the, the program is already built into us to do that, and it's, it happens automatically. But I'm asking you, after that's done, 
to turn the autopilot off, if you can think about doing this every morning, and then just pay attention to what those thoughts are that are taking place after that. The thoughts about whatever today's agenda is going to bring for you. The thoughts about what issues you're bringing into the next day that came from yesterday. Uh, and they could be any number of things. Now, when you, when you get up in the morning and you've got a very big day ahead of you, uh, it may bring some stress. It may bring some anxiety. It may, may bring some, uh, some emotion with it. Uh, if, I remember getting up on, in some mornings when I worked uh, at, um, at a big company. As an executive at a big company, I would wake up knowing that I had a very big meeting to go to where my boss, who was not very supportive at the time, would maybe looking for some things to be critical of uh, as I went into a meeting with him and other people. And so when I woke up thinking about that big meeting where we had to talk about performance of the organization or schedules of projects that we were working on or uh, budgets that we were uh, trying to meet, um, there would be a lot of stress, anxiety that started to build up within me just having those thoughts. That's even before I stepped out of the bed. You know, that is a heck of a way to start the day when you have all of that angst and all of that stuff building up in you uh, even before you start your day. And I remember going into the office and one, one day we had a huge meeting scheduled uh, with people from out of town and my organization was gathering all the information and building all the, all the presentations we were going to put together. And uh, as soon as I walked in the office and I had all this angst already, my phone started ringing, emails started flying, people started coming at me. Are we ready? What are we going to do? How, how, what if they ask this question? How are we going to respond to that? And um, I would handle those issues. And then people would say to me later, usually, how could you be so calm? In the face of all of that and all that stress and all that activity and all that uh, pressure, how could you be so calm? Well, the truth is, um, I was like a duck. I was just gliding across the water and it looked calm. But believe me, underneath, I had all that same stress, angst, and everything else that was happening. I mean, it would even create physical tension, headaches. Uh, and that's what happens to us when we, when we hold that inside. Some say it's dangerous to do that. And even if you let it out, it's still dangerous because you still have all that same physiological activity taking place with you just based on your thoughts. Now, your thoughts drive your emotion. Um, you know, another, another uh, uh, opportunity I had, I'll call it an opportunity, another example, is getting a phone call out of the blue. I got a phone call out of the blue one day, not too long ago, where there's a person that I hadn't talked to in literally years, um, called and hadn't called to say, hi, how are you doing or any of that, but called to ask, uh, ask me to do something, an enormous favor for them because they were in, they were in a, in a bind and it just felt, it felt bad to me. I mean, I actually got angry at first, and knowing that emotion was there was, was a, a, a real problem for me because I don't like feeling those emotions. So there is a way, however, to move out of that emotion into something else. And so this is what I'm asking you to do when you 
when you get up in the morning and you start thinking about your day and you start thinking about the, the issues that you're dealing with, and it might be stress and it might be something you bring in from the day before. Um, I want you to try to manage that by changing what your thoughts are. Now, it's easier said than done. I realize that. Uh, but when you can manage your thoughts, you start to manage your emotions. Now, the emotions that come out of your thoughts, um, I'll call those uh, tied to um, vibration of your being. Okay, so that's another way of, of putting it. So when I talked earlier about vibrational matches and in, in your vibration, what I'm really talking about is the feeling, the feeling tone that you have in you, your mood, your vibration, your emotion. That sets up this vibration in you that uh, emanates throughout the rest of your being, the rest of your day, the rest of your life. It shows up in you physically. It shows up in you emotionally. So when you set that tone, that vibrational tone, that really sets up what your day is going to be like. And so I want you to be careful about that. After you go through the autopilot check of your physical self, take stock of what you're thinking about. Now, I'm not saying you just blow it away because that's hard to do. I want you to acknowledge that thought. Acknowledge it. Yes, it's there. What emotion is that bringing for me? Okay, anger. I got that phone call. Okay, there's a bit of anger there. Well, you can't live in that emotion. You can't live in that vibration and expect good things to happen in your life. So you have to find a way to move out of that. Now, at the very lowest part of our emotional scale, there is this area of uh, fear and depression and, and, and uh, you know, being feeling desperate. Um, and then at the very top of our emotional scale, there is this area of love and joy. Now, it's very difficult and, in fact, almost impossible for any human being, any human becoming, to move from that very lowest level of their emotional scale all the way to the top to be all of a sudden be joyful and loving. It's very difficult to do that. In fact, I, I, know, I don't know anyone who really can do that. So how do you get out of wherever you are emotionally to try to get toward that upper level of your emotional being? Well, there are various steps you can take to move at least to the next level of your emotional state. And this is what I would suggest for you. When, um, when you are, for example, me, I was angry when I got a phone call from someone who really doesn't care about me but wanted to use me in a certain way. I said, I can't live in this level of anger, but what is the next layer up of emotion I can live with that's little less intense than anger? And, but yet, you know, it's, it's, I know it's not love, but it'll move me in that direction. And the, the, the word that came to mind for me was disappointment. I was very disappointed that that person would do that. And I felt a, a huge disappointment. Now, that's still not a very, very positive emotion to have, but it's more positive than anger. Now, the opposite could happen. You could move from anger down into hate and rage, and then keep going further down. But you have a choice. You have a choice on what you think, which chooses, which actually determines what you feel. And so the choice that I'm asking you to make is to move upward, that's up that scale, from something less intense than the anger, something less negative than the anger, 
if that's where you are, and that's where I was at the time, to another layer up, which could be disappointment. In my case, it was disappointment. So, you know, it still wasn't a great place to be, but it wasn't as, that vibration wasn't as negative. That vibration wasn't as uh, toxic in the disappointment area. And so you, you might need to stay there for a little bit just to kind of feel what that disappointment looks like and understand it and, and let it run its course. Don't stay there a long time. You might want to think about taking another step up to the next layer, the next level of your emotional scale. And that next level for me was a bit of frustration. I was frustrated that um, that, that had happened. So it was a little less toxic than the disappointment, much less toxic than the anger. But now it was a level of frustration and just kind of, okay, you know, that, that kind of stuff happens. I was irritated by it. And it was the irritation and frustration, but it was much less than the anger. So just in those two steps of emotional movement for me makes the world of difference on how my, the rest of my day is going to be. I could easily have stayed in the anger mode for a longer period of time, but I encourage you not to stay there very long. So understand where you are, embrace it, but acknowledge it and let it go and move to the next layer up, not the next layer down. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm asking you to do first thing in the morning. Um, uh, use my example if, if you have to remember that. Because your emotions and your mood is a direct reflection of that inner vibration that, we were, that I was talking about. And, you know, that inner vibration really sets up uh, what happens around you. Now, um, we're going we're gonna to take a break here in a moment. But when I come back, I'm going to talk to you about how that emotion, how that inner vibration really does set up the things that happen around you. And if you can really manage how that takes place in your life. So if you do that every day, you begin to now, day by day, start to change and alter the course of that day. How empowering is that? You can actually change the course of your day by managing those thoughts, by consciously choosing to move that thought up the emotional scale. Move that emotion up and changing your course day by day. If you do that every day, guess what you're doing? You're changing the course and the trajectory of your life. Now that's big. Now that you start to change the course of your life, that's more than just this, this thought of anger that we were talking about. Now it becomes a habit. Now it becomes the way you live your life. Now you start to change the vibration of your life, not just of your thought, not just of your day, but of your life. And when you do that consistently, you will be amazed at what happens in your life because the vibrational match to everything around you begins to show up. It's something that uh, there's a name for it. And we're going to talk about that when we come back on the next, uh, in the next segment. But I want you to get this piece. You have a choice starting at the very first moment. Turn the autopilot off and make that choice. We'll be right back. True Life Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. 
join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Helen Wu was born and raised in San Francisco's Chinatown. And after a very difficult upbringing, fighting depression, abuse, and addictions, she finally finds herself genuinely happy inside and out. Helen believes in taking our positive thinking and doing something positive to achieve a positive outcome. She's here to make a positive difference in your life, to be your game changer, your aha moment mentor. She's ready to help both men and women get into a better place. Helen Wu is also the author of Self-Aid Success Stories, 25 Success Stories from Successful Entrepreneurs. Inspired by Ellen DeGeneres, Helen wants the world to know that just because we find ourselves in a difficult situation doesn't mean we have to stay there. We can aid ourselves to a better life. So join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Welcome back to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Hi again. Welcome back. Uh, okay, we are talking about how to really manage your, uh, manage your day and uh, by managing your thoughts and managing your emotions. And, and as a result, if you get really good at it and you do it consistently, you begin to manage your life a little differently than you may have thought about doing in the past. So uh, think about this as we talk about it because uh, what you are thinking about will drive your emotional state. It, it's really that simple, and you know that to be true. If you start thinking about something that, that really irks you, you start feeling a certain thing about that. You start feeling a certain way about that. So if you start feeling really bad about something, I would just suggest change what you're thinking. And that's, I know it's easier said than done, but you have this gift, this priceless gift. I can't say it enough times. This gift to choose. This gift to choose is so very valuable, and we have been given it. It's priceless. You can change what you feel. People say, well, I just feel that way. No, no, no. You feel that way because you're thinking a certain way. You're thinking a certain way that makes you feel this way, and you can choose what you think. So if you start managing your thoughts in a certain way. You can begin to manage your emotions in a certain way. Now, I'm not talking about controlling your emotions and controlling your thoughts. Let me get this really clear with you. What I'm talking about is guiding your emotions and guiding your thoughts. And it's a subtle difference there because when you really 
try to control your thoughts. You really are trying to wipe some out and put some new ones in. That doesn't work really well. That's why you have to acknowledge the thoughts that you do have that might not be doing serving you well. Acknowledge those, but let them run their course very quickly and release those and begin to put in additional thoughts that you know are good thoughts that will help move you up that emotional scale. You know, um, I, I just want you to, to recognize that that is something that you can do. I mean, uh, certainly um, uh, it's something that takes a little bit of practice, um, but because it's a direct reflection of your inner vibration, it is so important that you do that and that you uh, find a way to really make that vibration about what you really want it to be about. Because when you are set up emotionally and you set up vibrationally in a way that supports what you desire in life. Okay, I'll, I'll say that again. When you set up yourself emotionally and vibrationally to match what you desire in life, you begin to move toward that thing which you desire. That thing which you desire begins to move closer to you. So you become more in, a, in alignment with this desire that you have. And it's, it may be material things. It may be uh, things that are uh, emotional in your life. It may be love. It may be health. It may be how you're feeling health-wise. You, you know, if you can set that up in a, such a way that you begin to move that vibration in the direction that is in alignment with what you desire, you will begin to attract that desire, what it is you, you desire, into your life. Um, so it's, it's so important because it establishes not only that vibration, but it establishes who you are being, okay? Who you are being, either on a temporary basis or a long-term basis, is guided by that vibration. Now, who you are and who you are being who you truly are is is a is a wonderful being that's in this in this space and time that has so many gifts and and so much power but sometimes who you are being is based on what you're feeling at the moment and who you're being at the moment uh may not be in alignment with who you really are i, ho I hope you're getting that dichotomy because who you are being is something you can manage, something you can decide. You can decide that I'm going to be a closer match with who I really am, or I'm going to be a closer match to what the world is shoving at me. Uh, so, so let me give you another example. Um, let's say you're driving down, uh, down the interstate and you get cut off by a car. Some car just cuts you off out of the middle of nowhere. They just come and they cut you off. And you I mean, immediately you might feel a sense of fear because you're, you're afraid of what the accident that may happen. But as you as you compose yourself, you think, ah, that so and so you might have a name for him. That guy or girl just cut me off. And you might even drive up a little bit to see who was in that car who cut you off. And you may find that, hey, guess what? It was a little old man with bifocals on. And you're now you're like, ah, oh, he shouldn't even be driving. <laughs> you know, you start you start generating this feeling of, of of rage, maybe even, you know, road rage and anger. 
and and most times it's temporary. So, but you can choose to carry that for a longer period of time, or just recognize it that it was there, let it go, and move up that emotional scale. Go back to another thought, something that makes you feel a little bit better. If you don't do that, and you start to hold on to that, and you start to carry that around with you, you may find yourself carrying it around to a place where. Uh, now, anytime you see a little old person driving, you're going to get angry, even if they don't do anything. I mean, you start to develop this sense about uh, who you're being that is not really where you want to be. So understand those thoughts. If you hold on to them long enough, they become a longer term part of who you're being. And, you know, I know both of us. <laughs> we know people that are that way all the time. That's because they have been holding on to these emotions, these thoughts. They haven't let go. They haven't moved up that scale. They haven't acknowledged it, let it go, and moved up. They just hold on to them. And then those become a part of who they're being. It really is not a part of who they are because who they truly are is so much more wonderful than that. But who they're being at any given point in time is related to the thoughts that they keep uh, keep holding on to and the emotions that drive the, the, that are driven from those thoughts and the vibration uh, that are driven from those emotions. So, um, you know, you could even transfer those, those negative emotions to other people. I mean, you could, and maybe it's not just little old people driving. Maybe it's, you know, little old ladies. Maybe, little, maybe it's a little old lady on the golf course who just is too slow and you, you start to, to harbor that. Let it go. I'm telling you, you're doing yourself an injustice by holding on to it. You got to let it go. Could be, you know, black people, Chinese people. It could be any number of things that, that get to you at any given point in time. I'm here to tell you, holding on to it does not do anything but harm you. So practice that. Start every morning practicing that. Think about the thoughts you're having in the morning. Acknowledge them and then move up that emotional scale. Again, this can affect the course of your day. And if you do it every day, uh, it can affect the course of your life. So that's, that's uh, I seriously wanted to provide that for you as a backdrop to where we're going next. Uh, because th this whole thing about our vibrational match to our desire and to who we are is very important for understanding how our life unfolds. So as we move up that emotional scale and we start to create the vibrational match to our desires, uh, as I mentioned, we start to bring in those things that, that are of a similar match, if you will. The things that we desire begin to come closer to us. Um, you know, so it's not just in a crisis or a significant incident where this occurs, but be aware every day as you go where you are. Don't be anal about it. I mean, you can certainly, you know, overanalyze this thing to death, but uh, things will show up that remind you from time to time about where you are at any given point in time. Pay attention to those signposts when they do show up because they're going to show up and then you're going to have a choice to stay there or to, to move forward. So when, you, when you're in this space, what's happening is um, a, it's something I want to talk to you about briefly. We certainly don't have enough time uh, through this 
show through this episode to go to the depths and to the true and full understanding of where I'm going to take you next. But uh, I'm going to try to hit the treetops of it and, and maybe you'll get a sense of how all of this comes together and why it is so very, very important to your life. And there's this thing that's, that's called, uh, that has been called several things, but uh, there's something called the law of attraction. The law of attraction, you know, if you simply stated, I think the, the there's been several definitions about it. The, the latest definition I, I, I read on it was that uh, this, the law of attraction, that which is unto itself is drawn. Now, what does that mean? That to is, which is unto itself is drawn means that that which is uh, like itself comes to itself. So when, we, when I talked about your vibrational match to your desire, if you can set up the vibration within you that matches the desire that you have, you will draw yourself to that. That desire will be drawn to you. And that's what this whole thing of, of uh, law of attraction is really about. If it, if, if it can be summed up in a sentence, that's it. But it's, it's really much more than that. And I apologize if I'm not really doing justice to it. Many of you have uh, seen the movie called The Secret. I think that's where uh, much of uh, the idea and the knowledge about the law of attraction really started taking hold here not so long ago. Uh, but even that DVD, that movie did not do justice to the conversation. It started the conversation, but it left a lot out. Uh, it's a little, it was a little confusing in some regard. It talked about quantum physics and alternate realities or multiple realities and, and, and those kinds of things. And that can be real confusing. What I'm attempting to do here with you today is just give you the treetop version of this thing called law of attraction. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about it a little more in this last segment and hopefully you'll walk away with some, not only a better understanding of it, but also some things you can do to work with it and that it can work with you and for you. This is something that's been given to us um, as, as a gift and, and, and we have the ability to, to use it uh, for, uh, for the good of, our, of ourselves. So uh, when we get back, we'll talk more about that and I'll, I'll share some uh, examples for it as well. Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. Get ready to live La Bella Vita with Dawn Catherine on Toginet.com. Live La Bella Vita. If you're wanting to know all the beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. If you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, this is your show. Do you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes to make wine from the vine to the bottle? This is your show. Live La Bella Vita. For more on the show and your host, check out our website, LaBellaVitaCosmetico.com. This is the kind of show you can sink your teeth into. If you enjoy traveling and food and family, all with an Italian flair, then you can live La Bella Vita with your host, Dawn Catherine. 
Wednesday nights at midnight, 11 p.m. Central, on Toginet.com. Girlfriend It is on Toginet. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, with your hosts, Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. This show is your chance to share, learn, laugh, and connect with other women. The Girlfriend It principle was born out of loss. Lisa had recently had her mother pass away from cancer, and my mom um, was murdered. A man just walking into a room and started a 23-second shooting spree. I think one of the things we both realized going through those tragedies that you can be extremely okay and be extremely sad. Check out GirlfriendIt.com. And then be a part of Girlfriended, the radio show, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. You know, your boyfriend or, or your husband or whatever, they don't totally understand that emotional side to a woman like another woman does. And I think that's so important just to have somebody that you go, she gets me. Check out the website, girlfriended.com. Don't miss Girlfriended with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Hi again. We had started talking about uh, something that's familiar to many of you, I'm sure, and maybe not so familiar to some of you. Uh, So for those of you who are well in tune with this thing called the law of attraction. Um, hang in there with me because I want everybody to be up to speed, at least to a certain level of what this is that we're talking about. Uh, so those of you who have not heard of that that uh, before, that principle in the universe, then uh, pay attention because it is extremely important to the way we live our lives and what happens in our lives. Um, so, but the other thing is that 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 hits me as even as I say that uh, we know so, so many things, but what is it about us as humans, us as humans becoming, that uh, allows us to know something but not use it? I mean, I, I think about myself. I, I'm, I'll just use myself as an example, and we've all done it. You know, my own issue with uh, uh, having being overweight um, not so long ago a few years back maybe four or five years now uh, I was extremely overweight and I had um, I remember going into the store to buy a pair of pants and a jacket and I had all I was already wearing uh, what was an extra large you know, you look for the your, your clothes on the rack and you, you go past the mediums, you go past the large and you go to this thing called XL. Uh, I think the X is, is uh, something that, you, that should, should raise a red flag for you. As soon as you see an X in anything, be careful. Uh, I, I would go to the XL rack and start trying on clothes, but I got to a point where the XLs were not fitting. And the next rack down was... Yes, X twice. It was 2X. No way. There's no way I could be a double X. I called the manager over. I said, look, or the salesperson. I said, look, I, I take an XL. I know I take an XL. You know, I'm not a little guy, but I, but I know I'm not a double X. So he measured me, he put the jacket on me. He said, uh, you're, you're right on the cusp there. We could probably get you in an XL if I find the right manufacturer, the right cut. But um, you might consider the double X. 
it was at that moment. That was my, that was my aha moment, that crisis moment. But why did I wait until that moment to make a difference, to change? I already know, and we all already know, that if you want to be fit, you have to eat less and exercise more. It's really that simple. I mean, you know, you could try Atkins diets and, and eating, you can eat uh, kale and spinach and, and fruit and veggies, and you can go on any kind of diet you want to go on. But the bottom line is, we all know it, there's a multi-billion dollar industry, this weight loss industry. But we all know the fact is, you take less calories in and you burn more calories off and you're going to shrink. You're going to lose weight. It's as simple as that. So, but we know this, but how come we don't do it? How, how did I get to a double XL knowing this? This wasn't a new, this wasn't new information for me. I had that information in my head all along. But the, even though it was better for me to work out and eat less, I still wasn't doing it. Why do we do that to ourselves as humans? How do we get to a place that we're okay with knowing something is good for us, but we pass it by? That is a, a phenomena. If we could figure that out, boy, if I could figure that out, I'd bottle it and I'd sell it and we'd be, the world would change. Part of what I'm trying to do today and with this, uh, with the True Life Academy is part of that. I'm trying to bottle something for you so that now you have it and you can use it. This thing called the law of attraction is one of those things. Many of you know what it is already, but how many of you actually consciously try to use it to change your life? I would offer very few. Some of you do it haphazardly. Some of you do it maybe without knowing. I mean, it happens all the time. It's that the law is in effect all the time. What you're thinking about, what you're feeling is becoming part of your life. It's happening whether you're trying to or not. So why don't you design your life, establish what your desires are, utilize this law for your own good, for the good of others? Why aren't you doing that? You have the knowledge. And if you don't have the knowledge, after this show, you won't be able to claim that because I'm giving it to you right now. When you set up the vibrational match of what it is you're trying to accomplish, it comes to you. Let me give you an example. Um, I was thinking about this the other day, and um, let's see. I'm not sure I have a lot of time. I've got a couple of examples I wanted to use, uh, but let me use one that that you might be able to uh, understand and and connect with. One is uh, this is a a, a rapper, a hip hop artist. Uh, if you don't know the name, his name is, uh, um, I'm not sure what his real name was. It was Biggie Smalls. I do know what his name is. I just can't think of it right now. Biggie Smalls was a rapper of huge proportions. Uh, not only was he the big person, but in terms of his craft, he was very good at what he did. He had a unique style, a unique voice, and his words were just penetrating. People loved his music. They loved the, the backdrop to his music, and they loved what he was saying. And, but he wasn't always saying very positive things. Now, Biggie Smalls um, had a dream and a vision, and he asked for this dream and this vision of being a big rap star and, and a big hip-hop artist and being rich and famous and, and known throughout the country. And putting that out there, aligning himself with that 
vision got him to that place. But often I say, you really have to be careful what you ask for. Because what you ask for, you know what the rest of that statement is? You just might get it. So what does that mean? That, that means that when you get something that you're asking for, understand that it is going to affect something else in your life as well. So when you get the money and the fame, there's other things that come with it. So let's make sure what we're asking for is not necessarily the material, physical things, but that we ask for a, a certain type of life, an emotional life, a vibrational life that brings the joy that we're really after. The money and the fame, we think that's going to bring the joy, and that's often what we ask for. But what really we should really be asking for is the joyous life. And it may not be money and fame. It may just be family ties are tighter and closer. It may be finding the love of your life. It may be getting fit and healthy. It may be all these other things that give you joy and purpose and reason for living. And it may not be the money and the fame. But Biggie Smalls asked for uh, money and fame, and he got that. And in getting exactly what he asked for, he quickly realized um, that he was not ready for it. He actually came up with a a song that uh, uh, it was such a revolution, a, a revelation to him that uh, he was inspired to write another song. And this song was called More Money, More Problems. It was a big hit. More Money, More Problems. Because he started to realize that as he got all this money, he got all this fame, he ended up with more and more problems. In fact, it was so bad. Um, I, I will tell you, that um, even writing that song and putting those words out there, he started to perpetuate the issue. His vibrational match now switched to problems. The more money he made, the more problems he had. Now, he was trying to write about what, was, what had happened to him, but what he was doing was setting up the emotional vibrational match to more money, more problems. So as that record, that, uh, that song became a hit, he got more money. And guess what came with it? More problems. He got exactly what he was asking for. I don't know that he realized that. And that's, what I, that's the caution I give to you. In fact, in 1997, he released an album, uh, an album called, um, it was in March of 1997. It was, he released an album called Life After Death. What, what a title. Life After Death. And it was very shortly after that. In fact, that album got released in March. And it was in March of that same year that he died. He was killed. He, he released a, a, a song or an album called Ready to Die. Be careful what you ask for. When you put it out there, it comes back to you. It's the vibrational match. It works every time. So why not put joy, love, excitement, beauty, you know, wonderment in your language? What you ask for, you get. So be careful what you ask for. So that is the, you know, that's a very, oh gosh, that's not even a Reader's Digest version. That is a very crude, crude version of a law of attraction. It set up that vibrational match within you. You bring into your life 
what you put out there in your emotion, in your vibration, in your words, in your thoughts. So be careful what you ask for because you're asking for something all the time. Be aware of what you're asking for and then ask for, uh, let it go, acknowledge it, let it go, bring in what you really want and that will, that will, serve, you, that will serve you well. I hope this, this episode serves you well and I hope that you get something out of what I had to say tonight. Uh, we will have a guest on in the coming weeks. In fact, we're going to explore this topic of law of attraction in more detail and we're going to go a little bit deeper with it. If you want to go deeper with us, we're, we're going to go there because there's a lot more to it. Um, so uh, stay tuned for that. If you have any questions, uh, if you want to know uh, more about the emotional scale that I talked about, go to my website, clarencecaldwell.com. Give me your email address and put in the comment, send me the emotional scale, and I will send that out to you. So until that time, as always, I'm going to leave um, the three things that I started, started with. Every day and in every way, be thankful in everything. And as you go through your life, understand that you have a lot to give. So whenever you can, always give. Give whenever you can. Don't give just so that you can receive, because believe me, that's going to happen. As you give, you're going to receive. But that's not why you're giving. Give from your heart, truly from your heart. And then thirdly, as always, you always have choices. We talked about many choices that we, we have every day, choices of what we think and what we feel. Love first, then choose, and that will serve you well as you go through your life, day by day, day by day. Thank you. We'll talk to you again next week. Take care, everyone. Thank you for joining us on today's True Life Academy. Certified coach, trainer, and motivational speaker, Clarence Caldwell, returns next week at this same time to share his keys to success to help you achieve the life you dream of. Yes, the life you were